Kuf Yud Gimel, Ahmed Bey's 15 lines from the bottom, and the middle of the line is a gufa. We put a parallelogram on the gufa going back to something we had said earlier. Amar Shmuel, Dina de Malchusa Dina. That is a loaded three words, if there ever were a loaded three words. Um, essentially, means the law of the governing authority is considered the law. Okay, essentially means that all else being equal, the country that you live in, you have to follow the laws of that land, and those laws take on um, the status of being um, significant, whether it's Daraisa, whether it's Rabbanan, but uh, that's the, the starting point. Amar Rava, and Rava says, Teda, know that this is the case. And he gives an example. The governing authorities will come, they'll cut down palm trees. These are privately owned palm trees of people. Gashri Gishri, they'll make a bridge. And we all walk over that bridge. And like if it was us, what they were doing, we wouldn't be able to go over that bridge. Amalei Abaye. I underlined Abaye. Abaye says back to Rava, Vedil Mishum. Well, maybe there the reason is, Maybe the owners of the palm trees that had their trees, you know, against their will, cut down, um, were Miyayesh. Amarle says back Rava to Abaye, well, almost that's the point. Why would they possibly miyayesh if someone came up and cut down their palm trees, if not for the fact that Dinda Machusa is Dina? Ask the Gemara though, often the uh, I know the government hired bridge, I call the governments probably kings in those days or warlords, but the, the bridge builders don't do exactly what they were necessarily told because the Malka Amar, the king at the time, uh, would say to the bridge builders, Zilu, the Katsulumikobagi, go and cut down sort of like equally um, palm trees from all the different uh, areas, the different fields, different owners in that uh, region. And, and they uh, go in and do what's probably more convenient for them. They probably take the one that's closest to where they have to build the bridge and cut down all of that palm trees from that one area. Well, Shlucha de Malka, Kim Malka, And the Gemara explains that the emissaries of the king are kind of like, uh, they take on quasi-king status, and they're not going to make a effort. It's more the responsibility of the people who had their own trees cut down to the Inhu, Afsed and Afshayu, they, so to speak, are the ones who are viewed as causing a loss to themselves, to Ibayelahu, what they should have done is the Inkait Mikulibagi Umishkaldami. They should have gotten, probably beforehand would certainly be more effective, but, uh, um, you know, collected money, either money to have palm trees cut from all their places, or if they were going to cut it from one place, so that they're uh, sharing the burden equally. Period. Amar Rava, I underline Rava's name, Manda Mishnachach Bebei Dori Para Manasa de Malka. The way that um, Rashi explains this is that you had um, four different partners in like a grain type arrangement. Uh, three of them already had taken their portions to their home, and it was the fourth who was uh, left in the uh, granary. And the um, the um, tax authority came and uh, seized for all uh, four of them. Um, the friends would have to pay up their share. They can't say, hey, listen, we didn't have it seized from us. Um, and that's because Dinda Machusa is Dina. So, Manda Mishnachach Beidari, he's found in the threshing area. Paramanasa de Malka has to pay off their portion to the king. Vahanimili, Shutva, that's uh, specifically only if they were partners. However, Arisa, if it was a share cropper who 
it's exactly what it sounds like. He only has the crops, doesn't actually have the land. And the laws in those days were it was only the landowners who had to um, pay. So uh, he's entitled to his full um, sharecropper arrangement. Period. Vamar Rava, and I'll Rava's name again. Bar Mata, Abar Mata, Mi Avet. You can have um, a Bar Mata, somebody in the uh, city, to another, somebody in the city, can take a, uh, uh, an Avet, take a, uh, a Mashkain, says um, Rashi, a security, Vahanimili um, de Barla Ara. Ukarga Dahai Shasa. That's specifically if you have uh, the Jewish tax collectors who are collecting for the land tax, they're allowed to seize if the land tax isn't being paid uh, something, or the kargas, the head tax, for this year, the year that they're currently collecting for. Aval Shasa Dechalef, let's say the person didn't pay uh, for last year, and uh, this. Um, Tax collector already, you know, paid whatever lump sum he had collected for the whole year to the authorities. Uh, no, he would not be allowed to see something to pay off last year's debt. Why? Because again, the way it worked then was Since the king had already, you know, signed off and he was okay with whatever the tax collector last for were year. So then, Khalif, the time has passed, and the uh, retroactively, this tax collector would not be able to go and seize anything. Uh, from anyone, period. V'amar Rava, and I'll Rava's name again. This is the, I believe, the fourth of five Rava memras. Hani didairi dari, you have um, Gentiles that have a lot of animals, and animals like a lot of poo, and that's actually beneficial for somebody who needs a lot of manure. So they would sort of um, fence off areas on fields, and they would have their animals uh, poo there. Um, if they were located within the we'll call it the municipal halakhic boundaries of the city, um, and they're selling, say, some of their animals, it would actually be forbidden to purchase for them. Why? My time. Well, they're not very um, particular, and therefore, if there's like other local animals, they'll sometimes throw them in with their animals. Basically, you have to be very concerned that maybe what they're selling you could be not one of their animals. However, if they're located way away from the uh, municipal boundaries, because there, most of the locals don't have their animals, and therefore you can assume the animal you're buying from them is probably actually theirs. But even as far out as they might be, even outside the Tchum, if there's um, Jewish owners who are sort of chasing after them, uh, claiming that uh, they, the Jewish owners, had their animals stolen by them, so if there's sort of like uh, very suspicious, uh, extenuating circumstances, then um, it would be forbidden to purchase from them. And finally, Machras Rava, Underline Rav's name again. Rav Huna, Desalkin Leilo, those who are going up to the high area, meaning going, moving to Israel, Udenachten Latato, those who are going down to Bavel. Um, there was a lot of travel back and forth, especially amongst uh, the Torah students. Hi Bar Yisrael, If there is a Jew who knows um, some information uh, about a deal with a uh, a guy, he knows some information about a, a guy, and the gra. Uh, takes out the next three words, so we will take them out. Uh, um, parentheses. And he goes and uh, testifies, this Jew, in a 
court of the Gentiles, Al Yisrael Chavre, um, regarding uh, the other party in the case is another Jew, we will put someone like that in Cherem. We'll excommunicate him. My time, oh, what's the, the reason? Because the Gentile courts will um, seize money even based on the testimony of only one person. And this is the one person who's testifying. And therefore, this Jew is causing a loss to a fellow Jew in a way that if it was a Jewish court, uh, wouldn't happen. We qualify that to say that's only if it's one Jewish person who knows testimony of Altre. If there's two Jewish people, or if it was like in a Jewish court, they would accept their testimony. Lo, there's not a problem even in a Gentile court if that's the situation. And even one Megista. That's only if it's sort of like a not really professional, sort of like a small city court of Albay Davar, which is a more official, larger uh, government overseen uh, court in Hunami. They also, and we'll go with the uh, gears of the Bach here, Achad Mumsa Shadi Lay, with one uh, witness. If there's only one witness coming, they won't actually cause the money. That won't that the, the testimony of the single witness will not cause the money to be uh, have to be paid, but rather they will it will enforce a shvur that will be have to be taken, and that's essentially what the Jewish courts would done, would have done as well. Period. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi, he says as he often does, ki havina. Uh, this changed to Rav Kahana because Ravashi always talks about when he was in Rav Kahana's yeshiva, uh, different things that happened there. Ibayilan, the following question was asked. It's an A O Dilma B. Uh, question takes about four lines to develop. <coughs> Colon A. Let's see. Have an Adam Chashuv, a very uh, prominent member of the uh, Jewish community. Where essentially the Gentile courts re- will rely on what he says as though he's like two people, and therefore they'll If he says something, they will actually seize money away from a party, and therefore lasudi. He really should not really be testifying in the Gentile courts. Odilma, he's squiggling on the Odilma, Odilma B. Kevin Adam Chashuvu. Since, as we said, he is a very prominent member of the Jewish community, Loimatsi Mishamit Lehu. If he gets, uh, you know, a summons to appear in the court and testify, he can't really, like, uh, uh, slide or, like, you know, slip out of that. Umatsa Sudi, and therefore, like, he doesn't really have a choice. He really has to testify. Question mark. Answer. Teku. The issue remains unresolved. Amar Ravashi. Ravashi. If you have a Jew who sells his land to a Gentile, Matzra de Bar Yisrael Chavre on the border, and there's he has a um, another Jew who was on the other border who could have purchased it. Mishamtinanle, we will actually put the seller of that land they sold to the Gentile in Cherem. My time. What's the reason? Well, Inema. If you want to say the reason is because of uh, laws that we see a lot about of in, in uh, Bab Metzir, Baba Basra, that if you have different um, um, borders to the property in question, and you the, the the first right has to go to the um, the local uh, the person who had who who shares the border with you, well. This person also does share a border with him. Vamarmar, zavin me'akum zavin la'akum. Someone who buys from a, a Gentiles or sells to the Gentile, like mishum dinda bar mitzvah. As long as they're actually on the border, there's no problem of dinda bar mitzvah. Ella, uh, rather, uh, this is the case. De amar lei, um, you can say the other Jew who has the field there can say to the seller, uh, like you just basically sold the property, which is also 
on, on my border, Arv is Li Ara Mitzray. You've you've um, you've you have a lion crouching down on the border of my property. And the Gentiles in those times were uh, uh, quite dangerous and uh, undesirable to have as uh, uh, neighbors. Misham Tinanle, and and therefore he's put in Chayrim. Until he accepts upon himself the responsibility of any sort of extenuating negative circumstances that come um, because of this uh, Gentile neighbor. Says the Mishnah, um, The Mochasin, the tax collector, sometimes would, uh, let's say they uh, took, they seized um, this person's donkey and gave him another donkey instead, probably a, a less valuable donkey. Or not lu list him, I don't line list him, like uh, bandits took as they took his uh, jacket, Vinos like Susacheres, they left him with another jacket, probably a, a less uh, uh, valuable one. Hare Elu Sheloi, they belong to the Jew who had it seized from him and replaced with the other one, uh, even though the one that the uh, Mokosin or Listim replaced was uh, possibly, you know, Jewish owned previously, because the original Jewish owner of the first garment that had been seized, Miss Yash and Mehen, have Yehusha uh, gave up any uh, reasonable. Um, um, uh, chance of getting it back. We've actually like heard them say, "Oh, I ain't getting that jacket back." And like a week later, when that jacket goes to another Jew, who whatever I don't know the the, the listim or the mochasin preferred the second jacket, um, the second guy who had his jacket seized can keep the first jacket. Here's another din: Hamatzil minanar, someone who um, salvages uh, things of uh, value from a, a river that I guess had flooded, or minagayas, or an invading army. I mean, I listened, I thought I listened, or from the bandits. If the um, uh, previous owners had uh, given up hope of getting it, then it belongs to the new owner. Also, if a person has a swarm or like a, a, high of beeves, a hive of bees, a swarm of bees, a bunch of bees, um, it's in his property. Um, but let's say, if uh, the person who gave up hope, of ever getting his uh, swarm of bees back because they went somewhere else, they belong to the new person. I'm Rabbi Yochum Mimbreika. I underline his name. Ne'emenes Isha Oikata. Normally, we don't necessarily give um, full-fledged believability to a woman or a minor, but in this case, we would trust uh, the testimony of a woman or a minor. Loimar to say, They come and say, yeah, this um, this bunch of bees, I don't know, these 10,000 bees over here, they actually, we saw, and they came from, you know, and they, Point out a particular uh, place where they came from. Comma. Now, the owner of the beehive would be allowed to. Normally, you can't trespass on somebody else's property. However, here, Mahalik he will be allowed to go into his, uh, his friend's field to save his uh, his bee his bees. Vim hizik. If when he's travel when he's uh, moving around in his uh, neighbor's field, he damages anything. Obviously, Mishal Mashiach, he has to pay for anything he damages. One thing you cannot do is if all of his, let's say, 10,000 bees landed on the branch of a tree that his neighbor has, he would not be able to cut the branch of that tree off on condition that he'd, you know, obviously compensate the person. He wouldn't be allowed to do that. Whereas Rabbi Shemo, whose name we underlined, Oh no, if, that, if this is these guys' bees... And obviously, they're worth a lot more than the branch of the tree. He would, yes, be allowed to cut the branch. Obviously, to take bees back, if you just keep them on the branch of the tree, is a lot easier. Then I don't know what else he would do to to get them back. But uh, he would be allowed to cut this other person's branch off and uh, compensate the value of uh, that branch.
Tana, we have a little brisa, goes about five words, seems to be um, in contradistinction to our um, Mishnah. In other words, it uh, holds differently. Im Natal, if the, um, talking about the opening case in the Mishnah, if the um, person in the Mishnah who was offered a donkey after he had his own donkey seized from the Mohasin, if he takes it, Machsul Abana Rishonim. Here in this Brisa, that's the end of the Brisa, it, it says he would actually, yes, have to give it back to the original right for owner, which is not like what the Mishnah had said. Notes the Gemara Kesavra, that's because this Brisa is of the opinion that Yeush Kedi Loikani, um, the Mir Yeush, which is what would the first owner would have had when he had his donkey seized, is not Kaina, Um Ikarbi Suras Liyade, and therefore, when he took it, it's the second guy who had his donkey seized, it was in a state of uh, Isser um, as it came into his possession. Alternatively, I squeal around the Ikadamri, I guess this is a second version of the Brisa. Um, I guess if you want to box it off, you box off these five words. Here it sounds like more if he wants to, not that he has to, but rather if he wants to, because as Rasha says, he's a chassid, he's a very pious individual, um, he can give it back to the Bani Mishanim. My time, what's the reason? Because in this approach, Yeush Kadi is yes, Kani. The Yeush that the original owner had regarding his donkey is enough to be kind of it um, to the uh, people who had seized it. Mihu, however, E. Amar. If this guy happens to, you know, say, I prefer not having things that are not really mine. We should give it back to the original Bailim, not to the, uh, you know, don't tell the Maixim, no, no, you just keep it. He he takes it and then he gives it back to the original uh, rightful owner. Says the Mishnah, etc. Amar, either of Ashi or of Asi, um, when we're talking about the listim, the um, the bandits in our uh, Mishnah, who had uh, seized the uh, apparently the garments and given the person another garment, like they took this guy's jacket and gave him another jacket in place. That's only listim oivid kolchavim. I'll listim Yisroel if it's a Jewish uh, thief or bandit. Lo, why? Because the Jewish owner figures, tomorrow I'll take this other fellow Jew of mine, even though he's a, he's abandoned or a thief, I'll take him to court. But the Gentile, no. Maskatha Rav Yosef. I circle Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef attacks this and says, one second. I'll say quite to the contrary. The other way makes more sense. The Gentile courts, at least at that time, uh, that place, were much more, we'll call them like maybe activist courts, and, and they got things done, maybe in ways that Jewish courts wouldn't. So the Akum, when it comes to the, if the thief was a Gentile who would be brought by the Jew to a Gentile court, did Daini Begiti, they uh, take pride, and they're quite forceful in enforcing their judgments, Lo Miyayish, there, the previous owner was not Miyayish, because the thief figures, um, that he would... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, go to the court and deal with it. Whereas a Yisroel, if it's a Yisroel bandit or a thief, de Amri Meimar Miyayesh, since the Jewish courts have a way of doing things, but a lot of times it takes a lot longer and it doesn't necessarily as effective, there the um, rightful original owner will be Miyayesh. And, and therefore, if that is the case, um, according to Rav Yosef, then Ela'i Itmar Asefa Itmar, if there's a statement that's made, um, since we had it made by Ravashi in the <clears throat> um, about four lines ago, it, it was coming off of not the second line in our Mishnah, but rather the fifth line in our Mishnah, 
When we said, um, here's a quote from the Mishnah, Hamatzil min Hagaya, somebody who saves some uh, item uh, from the invading army or, or from a listim, im habaylim, and then went on to say that if the uh, previous owner had been miyayish, then the uh, current person can keep it. Now that sounds like im habaylim, end of the quote of our Mishnah, connector in, yes, that's when you can keep it, but stama, i.e., like if, if we don't know the original rightful owner to have been miyayish or not, lo, he would not be able to. Well, I guess it would be Ravashi now coming and saying, or Ravasi if we change the girsa, loishan uh, that there's no yeush ella akum. That's only the uh, gentile mishum de dinabagiti. Aval listim Yisrael. If it was a uh, Jewish bandit who took it, kevan de amri meimar miyayish. There, the person would be miyayish because you know to go through the whole uh, based in uh, court system, Jewish court system, um, um, would be much more. Um, challenging. Period. It's not awesome. We have a mission in the 26th parak of Mesachas Kalim, which we also brought back on the Daf uh, 66b. Says the mission over there, and the issue is going to be that when you have raw material, it's not shy to be makabal tuma, only kalim. So when does something go from being uh, raw material to a clear, specifically in the case of, let's say, the skin of an animal? When does it go from being just... Uh, just skinned off the animal where it's not a cleat to makabal tuma to being, let's say, a pair of shoes or a tablecloth or something where it is able to makabal tuma. So that's the issue. When is it that it's considered uh, now a cleat? So the snake source, which goes for about three and a half lines, starts here. Iris shell, I underline balabayas. If you have the iris of a particular person, a homeowner, uh, the average guy, then his mere thought, of, hey, maybe I'll use that as a table cover, in which case there's nothing to really have to even do to it, is enough to give it now the ability to couple tuma. For instance, if uh, Great Uncle Charlie dropped dead on top of it, it, it would make it tummy. Uh, Vishal Abdan, I underlined Abdan, if it's though the tanner, the one who works the leather, basically he has a shop and he has, I don't know, dozens or hundreds of skins that he sells to all sorts of people. His thought that maybe he wants to turn this particular piece of uh, raw leather into a particular cleave for whatever purpose doesn't do anything. Because, obviously, whoever purchased it will use it for whatever they want. Comma. Now, here's what we're a little bit more interested in. Shall Gazlan, I underline Gazlan, if it is a Gazlan who um, stole the piece of, like, raw hide, Ein Mitamasan, his machshava of, of wanting to use it for, let's say, a tablecloth, where it doesn't have to um, have anything else done to it, metamasan, uh, will, yes, make it able to makabal tuma. However, shalaganav, and langanav, machshava, metamasan. So the gazlan is ineffective. In other words, it will not work, but a ganav will. And it seems like then the ganav, what he stole was more considered his, like it was a more effective stealing. Not that it's a good thing to steal, but it was more effective to steal, and that's why his machshava is metama. Whereas Reb Shimon, who we boxed on there, he says the opposite of the Rabbanan. Chiluf No, swishings around. Make it shall gazlan. Here I squiggle on the gazlan. The gazlan is the one who's machshava metamasan, whereas the ganav ain't machshava metamasan. Now, the basic rule of thumb is going to be that the person who stole it will be able to have an effective machshava if what he did was an effective act to make it his. And as the uh, quote of this uh, Mishnah uh, concludes, The reason why the machshava of the thief, whether he's a ganav or a gazlan, is not going to be effective is because the original wife owner was not miyayish. That's the end of the Tanaic source. So we have that machlokas between the Tanakama 
versus Rabbi Shimon. We're now going to have two Amayroim arguing about uh, the specific nature of the case that's being argued by Tanoi. Amar Ulai circled Ula, the Machlaikis is in the case of Stam, where we didn't hear the previous rightful owner being Miyayish or not. We just, we don't know one way or another. Avabiyadu, if we know for sure, like we heard him being Miyayish, Divriakal, everyone would say Yeyushkani. That's Ula. Rabba, who we circled Amar, well, Biyadu Anami Machlokis. Actually, when we do know, even if we hear the rightful owners saying what sounds like we always thought was Yeyush, like, uh, well, I gave up hope of getting nothing back, um, no, there would still be a Machlokis, because um, really, the Rabban would say about Gazlan, it's not really Yeyush, because the person's always thinking that maybe he could take him to court and buy a Ghana of a corner of Shimon also, that even though it sounded like Yeyush, it walked like Yeyush, it quacked like Yeyush, but it's not going to be considered Yeyush. Amalia Baile Rabba. So now you have this Machlokas Ula and Rabba. The star student of Rabba, uh, Abaye, says to his Rebbe, uh, Listen, uh, Rebbe, better not to uh, argue with Ula. We actually have a Mishnah. I put a triangle around the word Tznan two lines later. Uh, also, in the middle of the line, a few, line, a few words after where we are is another Tznan. I put a triangle around that. And about three lines below that, last term of the line is Tashmai, but a triangle around that. We're going to have three Tanaic sources that Gamora is going to bring as questions on Rabba. The first one is brought by Abaye as a question on his Rebbe Rabba that really you shouldn't like argue with uh, Ula. Um, why? Because the Tanaic source that we had two lines ago says, quote, here's a four-word quote, L'fishul anish yeshua bailim. Right? It, like it gives a reason because the bailim were not miyayish. Now let's make a diuk. Taima l'anish yeshua bailim. Kama valif yes, yeshua bailim, it would be his. Amarle, Rabba says back to his um, student Abaye, yes, I agree with you, if that was the, indeed the correct text of the end of that Mishnah there from the 26th parak of Mesechus Kalim. However, we have a different text at the end. Anan, and this is uh, four words I put in right angles, Lefisha'in Yeyush Lebailim, that's the way we have, in other words, their Yeyush is not considered a Yeyush, that's the way you have the text of the mission that works perfectly with, says, Rabba, the way I explain things. Masnin Allah is what we have taught. So it's not, we bring another Tanaic source, none other than our Mishnah. Um, we have a quote from our Mishnah, not la moichasin, chamayre, and we said if the mochasin take the chamor, or if the listim uh, take the uh, jacket, now, Money. Who was who our Mishnah? The Mishnah didn't have a name associated with it. Who, who would it be going like? Who's the author of the Mishnah? And the two opinions that we know on the issue, either the Rabbanan or Rab Shimon. And either one's a problem because E Rabbanan, Kasha Gazlan, E Rab Shimon, Kasha Ganav. It, it seems like we, we mentioned Ganav, we mentioned Gazlan, and either way, there's an inconsistency. So, Bish, Lama. Now, we had two explanations of Rab Shimon and the Rabbanan that were brought to us about six lines ago. One was Ula and one was Rabba. So, Bish, Lama Ula, underline Ula's name. Da'amar biyadua kani, that if um, it's known, um, like we heard the person be miyayesh, that then it would definitely be kaina. Well, hachanami biyadua, in the Mishnah's case, is also where we, like, heard for sure that the person was miyayesh, and everyone would agree, whether it was the uh, the donkey, whether it was the garments, like, we heard the, the previous rightful owner being Miyayish, and therefore it's acceptable. Elala Rabba, underline Rabba's name. Damar, he says, no, yun be adua nami machlikas. Oh, no, the machlikas still exists. Basically, we don't, like, consider the person's declaration of Yehush to be a full-fledged declaration of Yehush. Hamani, who then would be the 
author of the snake source, and apparently we're stuck because Lo Rabbanon Velo Rab Shimon answers the Gemara. Well, actually, the listim that we're discussing in our Mishnah is listim mezuyan. Now, we had understood listim to be like a ganav, um, but this is actually. Um, he is a Gazlan, and it's going according to Shittas Rib Shimon. Ask the Gemara, well, one second. Ihachli, if Listim means like an armed bandit, and basically he's a Gazlan, Hainu Gazlan. And the problem with Hainu Gazlan is, well, we already had a case of Gazlan, the Moches. The opening line in the Mishnah was the Gazlan. So we thought the Listim was a case of Ganav. That's also a Gazlan. So ask the Gemara, Trey, Gavni, Gazlan. Well, Jews and Gazlan, but there's like two types of Gazlan. You can have the Jewish tax collector type Gazlan. You can have the Listim type Gazlan. So, Tashma. A third and last triangle. Again, this can be a question on Shittas Rabbah. This is a snake source which we had about a month and a half ago. It goes almost to the end of the line. And it says that the three categories of thieves, Ganav, Gazlan, and Anas, one takes things more privately or like, you know, without people seeing, one takes things more out in the open. The Anas takes things and, and, and forces uh, some sort of cash um, uh, onto the person he took it from. A- anyway, when they uh, have things that uh, they've taken, Hekdesha and Hekdesh, if they match it to the temple, it's good. Trumas and Truma, if they give it as Truma, that also works. Masrois and Meiser, if they... Uh, give Meiser from it, it's a good Meiser. Now, Ani, who would be the author of that? Tanaic source asked the Gemara. E, I squiggle around the word E, Rabbanan. Well, Kasha Gazlan. Remember the Rabbanan, what the ones who said, a Gazlan, there is um, that no Yeush, E, Rab Shimon, Kasha Ganav. If you want to say it's Rab Shimon, then the Kasha the Ganav, there should be no Yeush. In other words, why can you like give these things to the temple or give Meiser from them? The uh, previous rightful owner um, never was Miyayish. So Bishlama, once again, same way we did up above, I underline Ula's name, Damar Biyadua Kani. When when we know, like we heard the person be Miyayish, that would be kind of according to everyone, Hachanami, Biyadua Vadivra Kolhi. Elala Rabba, I underline Rabba's name, who says Biyadua. Even if we heard the uh, you know previous rightful owner saying he was miyayish, it would still be machlokes when Hamani were kind of stuck again. Who would be the author of that Tanaic source? Lo Rabban of Shimon. Hachanami answers the Gemara that the case of Ganav here means a listim mezuyin, listim mezuyin in Reb Shimonhi. Well, one second. If it's a listim mezuyin, that's basically a gazlan. Hachi hainu gazlan. You're telling me the case of Ganav is basically a Gazlan. The next case that the Tanaic source mentioned was a Gazlan. Well, why mention a Gazlan twice? Answer, Trey Gavni Gazlan. There's actually two types of Gazlan, two categories of Gazlan. V'yibayisema, squiggle underline y'bayisema. Hamasni says, actually, Rebihi. What's the Shittas Rebbe? Desanya. There's a little Brisa. Usually we don't have Brisa authored by Rebbe, but this one is. It says, uh, Rebbe, I box Rebbe's name in the Brisa. Ganav ke Gazlan. Oh, look at that. We have a Tanaic opinion that says, in certain circumstances, the category of Ganav is just like a Gazlan, which is what we were saying, connector, Vekaimalan. Who's Gazlan? Like the Gazlan of the Rabbanu, Gazlan of Shimon, Vekaimalan, like the Gazlan of Rab Shimon, who would say that it would be Kainan. Gufa. We go back to this uh, statement that we had mentioned just a line ago. Rebbe Oimer. Oimer Ani Ganav Kegazlan, which is interesting because we didn't have the Oimer Ani, but basically that's Rabbi Shita that Ganav and Gazlan are uh, similar. Ibayaluhu, and now we're going to see the background to how we concluded what we concluded on the top line. It's going to take us about twenty lines to get through this, but we're going to basically 
it's sort of like it's the workings of how we know that Rebbe holds the gun of Kagazans like the Gazan of Reb Shimon, where it is kind of not the Gazan of the Rabbanon, where it's not. So Ibayalahu, we ask uh, Kigazlan that was said by Rebbe, is that Dirabanan, I know in the word Rabbanan Kamar, Veloikani, and therefore there's no Kenyan, Odilmar, Kigazlan of Reb Shimon, and on Reb Shimon Kamar, and Yaskani. So Tashma. Put a triangle around this Tashma, seven, eight lines later, first term on the line is Tashma, I put a triangle around that. About seven lines later, first term on the line is Tashma, I put a triangle around that. So. <coughs> We already know the conclusion. That's what we had in the first line, but let's figure out how we got to it. So, Tashma. Um, did he mean like according to Rabbanon? Did he mean like according to Rabbi Shimon? So, the Mishnah had said, our Mishnah, I put in right angles, these four words, Natlu Meichasin Chamairai, or um, the Listim took his uh, jacket, and the Mochasin will understand to be Gazlanim. They, you know, collect out in the open, and the uh, Listim, who do things a little bit more. Um, under the shadows, or in the shadows, they're the Ganavim. Now, money. Who would be the author of our Mishnah? We're going to have, it's going to be quite repetitive, but it's, it's the same template, that if we're going to say it's according to the Rabbanan, then why would Gazlan, because according to the Rabbanan, the Gazlan, the uh, previous uh, rightful owner is not Miyayish, and if it's Reb Shimon, Kasha the Ganav, because according to Reb Shimon, in the case of Ganav, the previous rightful owner is not Miyayish. Now, that Rebbe, who we're saying is the uh, opinion that we're dealing with, Kigazlan de Reb Shimon Kamar. He's talking about a Gazlan, the Fir Rebbe Shimon, Vekani. Well, then, Hamani, who would the Mishnah be authored by? Well, it'd be Rebbe, he, Mishumachikani. And that's why, Eli is Kigazlan de Rabbanan. If you want to say that when Rebbe said like a Gazlan, he means like a Gazlan according to the Rabbanan, Gazlan Kamar, Veloikani. Well, then, Hamani, who, who would the author of the Mishnah be? And we're really stuck here, Low Rebbe, Low Reb Shimon, Velo Rabbanan. It's like uh, none of them. So the Gorn rejects this and says, no, actually, when the Mishnah used the term, the listim, hachamayaskinan, we're talking about not bandits who come and steal things like privately at nighttime, but rather listim, mezuyan, armed bandits. Verb Shimon, he ended his going according to Rib Shimon. Well, ihachi hainu gazlan. Isn't that the same as a gazlan who steals outright in the open? Well, answer the Gemara, Tregavni Gazan. There's actually two types of Gazan. So, Tashma, we try again. Uh, we have a snake source. Same one we had in Amad Aleph. Goes for about a line and a half on uh, the flip side here in Amad Base. Haganava Gazan Vana, Sektation Hektash, Shumasan, Shumamas, Raisan, Masr. That's the end of the snake source. If a uh, person who's any one of these three types of thieves. Uh, dedicate something hectish, or gives something as truma, or gives them mice, it's all valid and effective. Now, money, who would be the author of such an opinion? E. Rabban, nice squealer, and Rabbanan, Kasha Gazlan. E. Rib Shimon, nice squealer, and the E. Rib Shimon, Kasha Ganav. And uh, we're kind of stuck because it can't be the Rabbanan and can't be Rib Shimon. Well, E. Amris, Bishlama, and I took out the next word and a letter. If you want to say that Gazlan de Rebbe Shimon Ka'amar, that when we're talking about Gazlan, we meant the Gazlan of Rebbe Shimon, Mishum Hakikani, that's why there would be a good Kenyan. Ella, E. Amris, if you want to say, and the next word and letter are taken out, um, I put them in parentheses, um, Gazlan de Rabbanan, in other words, not Kaina, Ka'amar is what was said, money, then who would be the author of this in source? Answers the Gemara, as we've done, I think, five times previously, that the listen we're talking about is a list in Mizuyan. It's not a abandoned who comes at nighttime uh, quietly to try to steal something. It's actually he's armed out in the open. Rib Shimon, and it is, he just Rib Shimon. Ihachi Hainu Gazlan. Well, 
if it's the Ganav is really a Gazlan, and isn't that a Gazlan? Well, it is, and there's Tregavni Gazlan, two categories of Gazlan. Period. Amalei Ravashi Rabba, and this actually will answer the issue. Um, Tashma, put a triangle on the Tashma, Demasni, Rebbe, and yes, if this sounds familiar, we had it about four daf ago, and we had about two daf ago, and we have it on this stuff. Demasni, Rebbe, Adolin Rebbe, he taught his son, Reb Shimon Bray, when it comes to a gazela, this is what the father, Rebbe, taught his son. I'm talking about something that actually has a Not only something that like uh, has land assets that are um, uh, guaranteeing it, even if it's a stolen, let's say, part of a charishba, the case there was the son has it and the father had stolen, the father passed away. But if it's a, um, a cow that is being plowed with currently, or the donkey that's also working, and in that case, uh, the uh, the child, the son who had inherited it, would actually have to return it because it's really not nice that everyone sees that that animal that his father had stolen um, is uh, still in the uh, family, the, the robber's family's possession. Okay, let's make a deal from that, though. The reason is because it's dishonorable to the deceased father. But if that wasn't an issue, apparently, he wouldn't have to give it back because it would be you know what Rebbe was saying when he said, like a Gazan, like Gazan de Reb Shimon Kamar, that it is the case. And as we noted, all we've done these past 20 lines or so is uh, backed up the, the source of what we had said on the top line. So that's the Mishnah. If you have a, a bunch of bees, my vechain, like why would you think this case is different? They have to say, and also a swarm of bees. Well, hachikamar, this is what the Mishnah meant to say. Anyone who has a bunch of bees, the... Acquisition they made on them in the first place is only a Kenyan Durabana because you can't really acquire bees because bees can sort of fly off if they want. Therefore, Salkaita might have thought to say, Hi, Kevan Durabana Baalma, who since the original owner only had like a Kenyan Durabana on Dekanile, Afilustaminami, usually in that type of, we'll say, a flimsier Kenyan that a person has on something, you can assume that they'll be Miyaish if they don't have that thing anymore. Kamash Milan, we're told otherwise, connector. Um, three words in right angles. Only if we know for sure, we can't assume anything, Stam. Only if we know for sure that the original right for owner was Miyayish in, yes, Elo, but if not, Lo, not. Normally, we don't accept testimony from uh, women, from minors, so what's going on over here? Well, Amar, and I underline the name, Rav Yudam Rashmul, Hachlam Ayaskin, in the case here, uh, you actually had the owner of this uh, bunch of bees chasing after them um, before this uh, kid or woman uh, showed up in court to testify. But this where there's basically like extenuating like uh, circumstances here that make it obvious that this is the case. Um, and they were not actually giving like formal testimony in court. They were kind of just like schmoozing or talking casually. The Oimer and they uh, claim, oh yeah, yeah, we saw where it came from. It came from uh, this person's uh, property. I'm Ravashi, I'm Ravashi. That the only type of uh, acceptable scenario where someone's just kind of like schmoozing will accept it is if it has to do with a woman who we don't know what happened to her husband and there's someone who is just kind of like talking, even if they are, let's say, a Isha or a Katan. I don't know, Katan in that case, but an Isha. 
uh, will accept it. Um, Marle Ravina Ravashi, Ravina said Ravashi, Velo. I put a triangle on this Velo. I also put a triangle one line below when it says Udearaisaloi. And then three lines below that, near the end of the line, is another Udearaisaloi. We're going to have three questions um, on this. That uh, really, Ravashi, the Messiah Levituma is something that's acceptable only for Edusisha. So says Ravina Ravashi, Velo. And like, not for other things. Vahare. What about the case of these swarm of bees? That was a where women or children are accepted because Messiah Levituma, who went, that was acceptable. Answers, uh, I guess, Ravashi, shiny nechel shod zvayrim. Different, the, uh, the hive of bees, the uh, bunch of bees, the Kenyan de Rabbanan, who the Kenyan that the original owner has him in the first place is only a Kenyan de Rabbanan, and the Kenyan the new owner will have in them also is only just a Kenyan de Rabbanan. So we'll accept in that de Rabbanan type of scenario what a woman or a child is saying. Asks the Gemara again, Udaraisa Loi. I don't know if it's the Gemara or uh, Ravina continuing to ask Ravashi. Either way, the question is, but Daraisa, uh, um, it would not be acceptable that which a uh, woman or Katan said. The Ha Amaruda Marshmuel. Mike said once happened, but Adam Echad a person, some guy, Shahaya, Mesiach Levi Tuma. He was just kind of like talking. Valumer. Zechroni Kishanitinak. I remember when I was a little kid, Umurkavni al Kseifa Shalaban. I used to ride on my daddy's shoulders. Poitisuni Besa Sefer. And he took me out early from school. Vihivshituni Eskutantia. And he took my clothes off. He'd be loony. And he dunked me in the mikvah because we were all going to the mikvah. Why? Lechobet Truma. Because we were going to be eating truma later, later of that evening, and it was important that we be uh, tahor. Reb Chanina continues the story like this. And I remember when I was little, my friends used to um, uh, separate from me and like keep their distance. And they used to call me Yochanan Ochel Chalois. They would call me Joe, the uh, Holy Kochim Chala Eater. And uh, Rebbe, a, a hearing the, upon hearing this testimony, uh, accepted it and gave the person the status of being a full-fledged Kohen. So how could that happen? Uh, it wasn't that just the Messiah Levi Tumai, answers the Gemara, or the Gemara clarifies that that was Betruma de Rabbanon. That Truma these days, at least according to some, is, uh, I mean these days, after the Korban Abayas and Rebbe Yehuda Nasi was definitely after the base mix was destroyed. There are those who say the truma is only Durabanan in that uh, scenario. Vakati, Daraisa Lo? Question mark. We have a triangle of Daraisa Lo? Really? A Daraisa wouldn't be uh, an acceptable testimony from a woman or a minor? Vaha, Kiyosa Rav Dimi. When Rav Dimi came from uh, Eretz Yolta Bavel, Amar Rav Chana Kartigna, he said over the name of Rukhana Kartigna, Valmila, those who say it was Racha Kartigna, Mishnai related the following. Maisa, Balif, Nei, Rabbi Shub and Levi, there was an event that once happened that came before a case that came to Rabbi Shub and Levi. Valmila, Maisa, Balif, Nei, Rabbi, and there were those who say it was Rabbi that had the event. Well, like, what happened? Here's what happened. There was a kid, I don't know, eight, nine year old who was just kind of talking. Me and my mother, we were taken captive by the Gentiles. If I ever had to go out to get some water, I always kept my other eye glued on mom. Ate had to go gather some uh, firewood. Like he, his kid was telling me, the kid is telling us he was always had an eye to make sure his mother was okay, meaning like not raped by the uh, people who had taken them uh, captive. And Rebbe, based on the testimony, apparently, of this uh, 
person was a child, um, allowed her to marry a Cohen um, on the assumption that uh, what the kid was said is correct and the mother was legally permitted to marry a Cohen. Well, answers the Gemara that this also is uh, not necessarily an issue because Bishavuya Hikila, when it comes to uh, someone who's taken captive, where the whole thing is only a suffix anyway, we were Mako. The Mishnah says, of don't cut down his branch. And then Rabbi Shmuel said, you can cut the neighbor's branch. You have to compensate for it, but you can't. Tanya. We have a Brysa that goes in till the Mishnah, with this we will conclude this uh, shear. Says, and then the neighbor, three things that were all conditions that the Jewish people agreed to when uh, Yehoshua ben Nun was leading the Jewish people into the land of Israel. Here we go. Says, uh, number one, tonight basin, it's a tonight basin, that Bob should be able to go into Carl's field, and cut down Carl's branch. Why? If his... Uh, uh, bees, his colony of bees, uh, I don't know, escaped and landed on somebody else's branch, he can uh, do this. However, the um, person who had his branch cut off in his property would be entitled to take the compensation actually from the bees themselves. The Tanoi Basin, who was second out of three issues, there's a Tanoi Basin, let's say you're walking along, you have a jug of wine, somebody else's jug of honey, and his jug of honey like cracks and the honey is leaking out. Um, the one who has the wine, which is much less uh, valuable per fluid ounce, can spill it all out. And save the honey, which otherwise would have gone totally as a loss. He's allowed to save it, and he just has to um, take or the, the rights of the person who did this, is entitled to take a share of the honey from the wine that he uh, lost by spilling it out. And finally, a third case, uh, and one is carrying wood, and one is carrying um, flax, and the flax is a much more valuable per uh, pound commodity, and I guess the animal that was carrying the uh, flax dropped dead. No tells me eights of me take pishtanoi. He can um, unload his animal, which was carrying the wood, and put the pishtan on it. Shalmanaskin Yeshua This is another one of those issues that um, Yeshua had the entire Jewish people come to an agreement uh, on uh, before they went into uh, the land of Israel. Adkan.